What up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Freshly Brewed. Hold it. I held it for a little bit, and then I was like, I can't do it anymore. I was trying to give you the last little push you needed to finish that. Oh, I I appreciate it. You're welcome. I what? Well, see, it's weird. Once you someone says I appreciate that, do you say you're welcome to them? Um, because they're not thanking you. Let's let's try let's try that in the conversation. So you hit me with an I appreciate that, and I'm just gonna give hey. you the pop pop. I'm gonna give you what I got. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Whatever, dude. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> that was natural. That sounded better than like you're welcome. Okay. You're welcome almost sounds like. Like you, like that person, like like that person owes you something. Yeah, yeah. I right, like you that. say it to me. Okay, you ready? Yeah, man. Hey, listen, man. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like it feels condescending, almost. Like say it in a say it in a more positive tone, though. Uh, here, let's try that again. But I want you to hit me with a more positive tone on the "You're welcome." Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Dude, I, I I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Was that? Oh, that it felt was like sarcastic. I was that was I sarcastic. Like I was, hey, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I wasn't welcome. Yeah, it feels like you're not. It just feels like they're like, whatever, man. I mean, it's it, it's inconveniencing me, but you're welcome. I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> that's because it's such a. It doesn't feel like the natural reply to I appreciate that. I understand that? That makes sense. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's a me thing. No, no, no. It sounded. It, uh, I, I heard it, I heard it in my own voice, so I, I get it. I get it. I'm glad that you get it. All right, so. Somebody's got to get it. You want to talk magic? I guess. All right, man. I wish there was more stuff going on right now. I feel like standard is pretty stale. Yes. Modern is pretty stale. Yes. Pioneer is pretty stale. Inverter. I mean, yes. It's weird. I weird. It's weird that there's so many format. There's so many sets coming out. It's like set, 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 set. But as far as like competitive constructed magic goes, it's just like, oh, nothing's really happening. Team reclamation is picking up everywhere. It's now in modern. It has now infected modern. Yeah, it's almost like when you make a four man enchantment that doubles your mana every turn. It's not a good idea. Why did it take this long though? Honestly. Um, that's a good question. It is a good question. So I think there's a big kind of like hive. I think so. So my my theory that I've had for years and years is that I think people are afraid to pick things up and try them until they see someone else do it. Sure. So once you see that person play Team Reclamation, you know, Wilderness Reclamation for the first time in another format and do well with it. Then it kind of validates you and you're like, okay, I can try this in modern and I can, you know, I can adapt it because I know, it do- I know it did well once. So now I know that I can try it and it's at least, at least I have a, an excuse. There's like a baseline like, viability to the deck and you can go right. play it now. Yeah. Your floor becomes much higher. Right. Whereas like if you never see it played in modern mentally, psychologically, you probably think like, okay, it's just exclusively a standard card and modern is probably too powerful for this. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, I don't think it's actually proven in real life to not be good. People just haven't tried it yet. Sure. You know? Sure. Well, it's, but once it's, they try it, then it's like, well, it's all downhill from here. 
Yeah, I was going to say the uh, the snowball effect has begun. It's it's starting to infect other formats now that it wasn't before. So we'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That <laughs> yeah, doesn't surprise me. I mean, there's definitely some cards you're just like, well, that was a mistake. That was an unfortunate mistake. But um, yeah, either way, there's two things I am excited about. One is set boosters. Have you heard of set boosters? I, I heard of them. Um, they seem a little more complicated for the simpleton like me. I thought the same thing as you, Rob. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, you know what? I'm a simple man. I like a simple booster. What are you offering me here, set booster? And then I looked into it, and they're pretty cool. All right, so let me let me know what you got inside of your, your set booster. Okay, I wrote a whole article about it on Cool Stuff Inc. this week, so you guys can check that out if you wanna if you want a text based version of this uh, of this set booster. There's fourteen is it fourteen? Fourteen cards in a set booster. Isn't that one less than a normal booster? Hey buddy. I'm already out. I'm out. Isn't that one le- but isn't that one less than a regular booster? Will you hold on right there, City Slicker? Okay. So the first card's the art card. It's you know remember Modern Horizons they had art cards in them. Yeah. Yeah. The, so now uh, set boosters are gonna have art cards in them. All right, I like that. I think it's yeah. I'm like okay, that's fine. There's gonna be 81 of them, and in, in Modern Horizons I think there was 54. So there's gonna be like 25 more art cards per set. 20 was that 27? 27 more. Uh, that okay? sounds right. Yeah. Meow. <laughs> uh, the second slot will be a land slot. Landslide. So so listen to this. Uh, In Zendikar Rising, it's going to be a basic land. But they also mentioned that it could change from set to set. So, like, if there's a set with, like, guild gates, this is probably going to be the guild gate slot. Something like that, right? Okay. Um, 15% of the time, it will be a foil land. And that doesn't count towards your other foils. So if your rare is also a foil, like, you can have two foils in a pack. Okay, that's sweet. Right. So it's not, like, it's not hindering you. So, like, 15% of the time, you're just getting a foil land. Uh, okay. In addition to the foil rare, it's getting better. Th- three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. There are s- the next six slots are are quote unquote connected commons and uncommons. Okay. Um. So what they said is, when you open a pack to draft, you'll have ten commons and three uncommons to account for power levels while drafting. But in set packs, you don't have to worry about this. Like, um. The slots are like there. There could be like synergy card type, creature type, story elements. Like they're connected. The six cards are connected in some way. All right, that's kind of sweet, I guess. So your odds of getting five commons and one uncommon, so five to one, is thirty five percent. Your odds of getting four commons and two uncommons is forty percent. Oh wow! Three commons and three uncommons, twelve percent, twelve point five percent. Two commons and four uncommons is 7%. One common and five uncommons is 3.5%. And zero commons and six uncommons, you will get 2% of the time. That's kind of cool. I like how they how so, they change that up. The most likely combination is 4-2, so four commons, two uncommons. Um, that's kind of like current distribution where it's like 10-3. Yeah. You know? Um, but your odds of getting two or more uncommons is actually 65%. If you add them all up, I'll add all the options that give you at least two uncommons. 65% of the time you're getting at least two uncommons, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. And while they're, and while that is a, a cool thing to look at, let's not act like these uh, six cards is the reason we're buying this pack anyways. No. And that's the thing, right? Like and when I buy a regular booster pack, a, I would never buy them at the store. I would never just go to Walmart and be like, I'm going to buy one pack. 
And every time I did, I would immediately go to the three uncommons in case there was like a fatal push or something. So you go to the uncommons, you skip all of the commons, you go to the uncommons, you look for the chase uncommon, and then you check to see if your rare is worth more than 10 cents. Yeah. And like 90% of the time, if it's not, you just leave the pack on the table for the store and then they can just put them in the, their, their bin, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, like, if I if I look at my pack buying experience, it's not good. I love opening packs. I love packs where, like, there's chase cards where I can get, like, you know, uh, an alternate art card or, like, you know, the um, expeditions, right? Like, those were great. I would be like, I'll buy a case of whatever the new set is and just bust packs. Because I'm kind of a, I love having play sets of things. Whenever a new set comes out, I order a common and uncommon play set. And I'll buy play sets of all the playable rares. And the reason I do this is because whenever I go to like FNM, I want to have the cards. I don't want to be scrambling and be like, hey, let me borrow this. Do you have this? Do you have this yeah. I can borrow? I need to buy this. I don't want to have to go to the store and be like, do you have two copies of this? And then they have one and I'm playing a deck that doesn't that's missing a 60th card. It's a pain in the ass. So I'd rather just buy the cards up front. Additionally, if any cards go up in value, I'd like to have them. You know, like, I'd rather spend a dollar on this rare, and then when it blows up in a deck and goes up to seven bucks, I, I bought it for a dollar. No big deal. Yeah, it makes so sense. My, it, ma- it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's like, that's why I like to, do, like to, I like to just have play sets, because I like having the cards available to me. Because I like being able to play different decks every week, you know? Instead of just, I'll build this one deck, and just play it week in, week out. Yeah, you don't strike me as the kind of guy that uh, likes to build a deck and then play it over, and then over, and then over. <laughs> I'm not at all. And we were just talking about this before we started recording, actually. It's kind of funny. Rob was like, I don't know I don't know how you draft and play cubes so much. I don't understand it. And I was like, it just seems better to me when I'm making a different deck every single time. I'm locked into this deck for three rounds, and then the next time I make a whole new deck. And that just seems better to me than like playing a standard match over and over and over with the same <laughs> 60 cards. Like That's just less fun to me. I like the variety. Like one of my favorite things about magic is the variety. Yeah, you gotta you gotta respect that. You know, everyone has the right to their own opinions, so I'm with you. And that's the thing that's the thing about magic. Like we we all love it for different reasons, you know? And I, I respect that a lot of people love doing that. They love playing one deck and and perfecting it, right? And being the best with that one deck and knowing it in and out. That's totally cool too. Like that's totally fine. I'm never gonna tell someone how to enjoy magic, you know? Right. One one thing I wanted to add, uh, going back to the uh, the theme or the the set booster, which was pretty sweet, is recently I, I feel like we've seen like one or two solid cards every single set that are printed at uncommon that we look at these cards and go that could have been a rare and it's your fatal push, you know it's cards like that 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 go up in price uh, a lot more than pretty much most of the rares in the set. And looking back at the last two sets, you have cards like Conclave Mentor, which is pretty good. Eliminate, which is a great card. Yeah. You, you know, there's there's a good number of these cards they print every set. So while I'm not buying the set booster because I hope to get that, you know, 3-3 split or that 6-0 split, there's a chance that you pull a card like a Fatal Push in there and that just ups the value on top of everything else in that in that pack. Right. And the more, yeah, and the more uncommons are, that are in a pack, the, the higher your odds are. Right. But, like, the other thing is, like, yeah, even, like, Wilderness Reclamation. Like, Wilderness Reclamation could easily be a um, a rare, you know? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, it almost feels like a rare ability. Like, untapping all of your lands every turn does not seem like an uncommon ability. In fact, like, you know, typically things like Prophet of Crufix, who did the same thing, were rare. So it's really weird to even see, 
wilderness reclamation as a, as a as an uncommon i think so one of the swords also does that right yeah like feast of famine <laughs> right like typically the ability to untap all of your lands is rare like that's a rare effect yeah but we're not even done we're just we just got to the the, the commons and uncommons we're just starting let's go keep it rolling the ninth card in the pack is known as the head turning slot Ooh. So Mark Mark Rosewater in his article about set set boosters mentioned slot nine is always going to be a visually interesting looking card. What that means will vary from set to set. For Zendikar Rising set boosters, that means you will get a common or uncommon that is either a showcase card or a card that's a cool element of the set that we haven't talked about yet. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if he means like we haven't talked about it yet publicly, or that it's part of us. You know, it's part of the set that isn't talked about yet. Like maybe there's like hidden parts of sets like that they don't reveal during preview season, and then you can only find them in the booster. You have to discover them when you open the packs. That's kind of weird, kind of interesting. Can you do me a favor? Because I know you have the information in front of you, and I'm looking at Mythic Spoiler right now. Can you uh -huh. can you reread the explanation one more time for me of that card? For Zendikar Rising set boosters, that means you will get a common or uncommon that is either a showcase card or a card that's a cool element of the set that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, that's that's interesting, right? That that's so broad, but it sounds And in the really article, sweet. he doesn't go on to talk about it. So it's not like it's not like he covers it later in the article, right? So like it makes it seem like it's an element of the set like Zendikar Rising that they haven't talked about yet. So that's interesting to me. I think maybe that, they're going to talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. What I was going to say is that that's kind of something in my opinion where they give us this tiny little hint here and you know, there's going to be new news about different magic products and different things going on. We're going to forget about it. And then these set, these set boosters are going to release and then someone's going to get something super sweet. And then we're going right. to, Oh my God, what else is there? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if you think about the number of times where there was something in a booster pack that you had no idea was going to be in there. Like, when was the last time that happened? Um, maybe when I uh, randomly used credit from an FNM to buy a Modern Masters pack from an old Modern Masters set, and I had no idea what was in the Modern Masters okay, set. Okay, but not you personally. <laughs> Publicly, there's no information. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen. Does that happen? Right, that that's happens. what I mean. Like... Typically, when you go buy a booster pack, publicly, all the information about what is in that pack is available. Right. So I think it'd be interesting if the only way to find out what's in these packs is after they've been released and you have to actually open them. You know what I mean? Like, that would be interesting. Yeah, and, and I'm the I'm the glass half full kind of guy, but I am going to be the pessimist here and say the one thing I dislike, if it in fact is something to where... Let's just say there's a list of 20 curated cards that are going to fall in this card slot. You know, um, not the non-showcase version. Um, they can pick and choose what is on that list. And we really, I don't think we'll ever know what's on that list. And unless okay, well, maybe they release a list. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. So one thing to note is the head turning slot will always be a common or an uncommon in the set booster. Okay. Okay, but here's an interesting one. The 10th and 11th slot in the pack will be wild card rarities, very, very similar to Magic Arena. These slots can contain any rarity, including commons, unfortunately. Uh, while you'll be able to show, while you'll be able to get showcase versions of rares and mythics, the showcase versions for commons and uncommons will only appear in slot nine. So you're only going to get rares and and mythics as showcase cards, but you can get them in the wild card rarity slot. Okay. So. The distribution is common, common, 
49% of the time. So half the time it's going to be two commons in the wildcard rarity slot. Makes sense. Ooh. I mean, that's just... It's rough. Common, uncommon, 24.5% of the time. Okay. Common, rare, 17.5% of the time. Uncommon, uncommon, 3.1% of the time, which is which is low. Uncommon, rare, 4.3% of the time. How does that and happen? Rare, ra- what? Uh, did did you hold on? I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but did you just say that the you ha, you have a higher chance of getting an uncommon and a rare than you do double uncommon? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, that's just how they that's just how they chose it. I mean, I don't know. Can't really. Yeah. It's just weird. I mean, I think they want you to get another rare more than they want you to get like because you already have six slots to get uncommons prior to this. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it makes sense that they make your rarity a little bit higher. And also, to get a rare rare, you have a 1.6% chance. So, it's interesting to note that 23.4% of the time, you'll be getting at least one rare in the wild card slot. So, almost almost one-fourth of the time. Okay, that's not bad. That's pretty decent. Right, because it's an addition to the 12th slot, which is the rare or mythic slot. So, you'll always be getting a rare or mythic. So, you're always getting one. But you could get up to three from the wild card and rarities... And then there's also a foil slot after the after the rare slot. So, ever just like just like modern just like modern masters packs or whatever, there's always going to be a foil in the pack now, in this in the set boosters. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So it could be you know it could uh, it could be a rare, it could be a foil rare, like or it could be a you know foil rare for a mythic whatever. But like you have the potential to open up to four rares in a pack now, which is super interesting. Like you can get one in the rare slot and one in the foil slot and and two in the in the wild card slot. Do we know the pricing? Uh, they said they're only going to be about a dollar more than a regular booster, which I thought was what probably fine. <laughs> Hold on, yeah. man. That can't be that. There's no way. I, I would, I would, I would believe you if you told me nine ninety nine. Because these are these are packs that I said to myself, I was like, I would go to, I would go to like Walmart and buy a pack of this, because it sounds so much cooler and like my, it seems like my incentive is so much higher to like bust a pack, a set pack than a than a regular pack, you know. What's going to be really weird is to see how these, you know, heaven forbid we get to get past all this COVID stuff and there's a lot more paper magic than, than, you know, like it used to be, but it's going to be very weird to see how this affects the market, right? You still need regular boosters for draft events and and sealed events. You can't draft with these for sure. Like this would be too weird to draft with. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be actually kind of interesting to see, um, if they put out numbers in terms of, you know, how much is selling of the regular sets versus these set boosters versus Right, and like if there are no events, like are people even going to buy regular boosters when these are available? I probably wouldn't. I would. If I'm just going to go home and bust packs, I'm just buying these all day. Oh yeah, there's no, there's really there's no reason for you to buy booster packs unless you're 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 literally using them for limited. And I want to get back to that thing you were saying about like a curated list, right? Sure. The fourteenth card in the set booster is the token ad slot. We know what this is: is a token or an ad card, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But Mark Rosewater goes on to say 25% of the time, one in four packs, instead of an ad or token, you'll get a card from the list. So this is hilarious that you made. Did you not know about this? No, I did not know about this. I was just saying they, they he calls they it basically, quote unquote the list. No, I was just saying that, that they can have a list of cards that in that one spot that you were talking about and they can control what is in that spot. And I was going to say, I don't know how I feel about that if we don't know the actual contents of the list. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, okay, so that's funny because there is actually a list and it goes in the add token slot. So 25% of the time, you're getting a card from this. And what exactly is the list? He says, one of the coolest parts of magic is its history. So we're pulling a trick from Time Spiral and Mystery Boosters. We've chosen a list of 300 interesting cards from Magic's past. As with Mystery Booster, they will be printed as they appeared, including art, frame, and expansion symbol, with the exception that they'll have a small Planeswalker symbol in the lower left corner. So very similar to the Mystery Boosters, which was the same way. The list has commons, uncommons, rares, and mythic rares, which will fall at the proper rate to one another. Being on the list does not make cards standard legal. So just because you get this in like a yeah. you know, Zendikar Rising booster doesn't mean it's standard legal. It's the same way for like... Remember, remember, time, remember Zendikar, the original Zendikar, when you could open packs and they might have like a Lotus card? They had like the Zendikar treasures in them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the same thing. Like obviously you can't... Hey, look, I opened a Mox in this one pack. Can't really play it in standard, though, just because it was in a Zendikar pack. Did they give you an example of, of the cards on the list? Yes. Give me one second. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited now. Uh, they are legal in whatever formats the cards are already legal in. The cards can be pulled from anywhere in Magic's 27-year history. Ooh. The plan is for the list to change subtly from set to set, bringing in cards that might make sense with the sets we're in, but it will mostly stay intact from set to set, meaning you will all get to learn what cards are in the list. And I was like, that's insane. Because yeah. that's just cool. That's just super cool. Like, the three cards they tease for the list were Muscle Sliver, Cloud Goat Ranger, and Pact of Negation. Okay, so they're just going to basically give you Modern Masters cards in your one out of four of these packs. I mean, it seems cool. Like, if I can open a, a pack of Zendikar Rising and open just a Pact of Negation in there. Yeah. You know, as like one of 300 cards. I don't even know what's on, what else is on the list. That's pretty crazy to me. Um, I, like, I haven't bought a single Magic uh, card since Pioneer started when I sold my, my paper set. Yeah. Um, but this is really sweet. Uh, this may make me, if, if it's accessible... Uh, this may make me play Paper Magic again, or at least just pick up a pack. Even like if I, even I just pick up a pack, like like based on this article, twenty five percent of the time. So if you buy four packs, one of those packs is going to have a card from the list, and one of those packs is going to have at least two rares. You're going to get four foil cards. You know, I mean, like there's a lot going on. Yeah, this is awesome. There's no way it's only five, four, four or five dollars pack. No way, dude. I want to revisit this I'm, when these release and we get information. There is no way that this costs less than ten dollars each. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna check the article. Yeah. I mean, set boosters. Mark Rosewater says at the very end. Uh, I have to find it now. This is, uh, yeah. While you're looking, I just like in my mind that's crazy because. You're, oh. you're, go ahead. No, you go. You finish what you're saying. Yeah, I was just going to say it, it's the way that that works is interesting because let's just say, and I don't know off the top of my head, but let's just say Pact of Negation is a $10 card right now. You know, not bad, not expensive, but but it's cool to pull that card. It's not really going to affect the pricing of the card because it's a one out of 300 and it comes one in every four packs. So right. it's a, so it's right. a way to get a good card. the market with that by any yeah. means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first up, I should tell you that set boosters are going to cost a little more than draft boosters. We estimate about a dollar more per pack, but it, you know, like he says, it may vary from region to region. Like, you know, if, if, you know, there are stores that do regular packs at like three for 10, 
I mean, I could see these like three for 15 or like three for 12, three for 13, something like that. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think like the value you're getting is worth the extra. Like if it means I'm opening these instead of regular booster packs, like I'll pay a few bucks more for sure. Because I just feel like I'm going to keep these cards or I'm going to have... Like, whenever I open a pack, which is a regular booster pack, I usually try to take a mental, like, inventory of the number of cards that I actually want to keep. And usually yeah. it's, like, one or two. Maybe two. Like, the rare... I'll, I'll probably always keep the rare. And maybe there's one uncommon that I might want to keep because of value. But, yep. like, usually the commons are value worthless to me. The un, the other uncommons are worse, worthless to me. You know, so I just give them back to the store... And they put them in their like bulk banner. They put them, they sort them, and, and put them with their commons and uncommons for, for for sale. Yeah, no this this makes you want to go. Oh, what did I get in slot one? Oh, what is my land card? Is it a sweet land? Is it a royal right. land? You know what I mean? Is it full art? Like this, you're looking forward to honestly like probably six out of the the fourteen card slots in this. Fifteen if you're counting the little the ad card too. Yeah, or the list card. Right, like if I get a list card, if I get I'll get a regular rare. If I get a second rare, I will always get a foil. I could get a playable uncommon. Like, that's at least five right there. Yeah. Not including, like, if I get a second or third rare or, like, you know, the foil land. Like, there's a lot going on. Even the art cards. Like, I I, I do have a full set of the Modern Horizons art cards because I thought they were kind of cool. So, I probably would just keep the art cards and collect the ones I got. Like, alternate art cards have been sweet as of late. So, I'm, I'm 100% with you in that. They've been real awesome lately. You say alternate art cards? Uh, I was just referring to the the like the ones that you just referred to, like when when they've been they've been um, releasing like um, with the different types of art on them for the for the for the older cards. Like, is it showcase? What's the word? I can't remember the word. Well, there's showcase, but yes, I was no, but like for the art cards, I'm just referring to like the ones that came in like Modern Horizons. They're literally just a card with art on them. Oh, no, I'm I wasn't talking about that. My fault. Unbelievable. Sorry. I take it back. Do, do you know what I mean, though? Do you know the ones I'm referring to? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're referring to. But I, I was so in my mind, I'm thinking Arena, where they release like the cartoon versions of all the mutate cards, things like oh, that. Oh no, I love those. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Those would be like showcase versions, versions of the cards. So right, that's yeah, what I was you would still to. be able to get those in in the set boosters. Right. Yeah, these are sweet. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I also like a lot of the the showcase cards from. Uh, Double Masters that have been coming out. I can't. I hope is Double Masters coming out for Magic Online because I really want to draft it. Oh my lord! If it comes out for Mag for for Magic Online, that would be kind of insane because there are so many great cards in the set. Well, what's the what's the what's the packs for Double Masters? Do you know? What's the pack? What do you mean? What's the packs? Like if I open a pack from Double Masters, what am I getting in it? <laughs> I I don't know. I keep reading that you you get two rares and two foils. I'm guessing. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I think two rares is correct. I didn't know if two foils was. I mean that would be my guess, right? I mean I, that's wild, dude. I, again, this is another th like another set that's like here's something. You know what I mean? And then like yeah, when I got to figure out what it is, you know, but. I don't know. I'm staring at some sweet cards, man. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking for um, I was looking for the the spoiler list for Double Masters, and I was trying to figure out like all the cards I'm going to replace in my cube. Yeah, because I want to like I want to update them with the show because it's a cube and it's it's nice and I love it, and I want to update it with the, like the showcase frames because they look amazing. Yeah, 
But boy, man, some of those showcases are pretty pricey. They're all like forty to sixty, forty to sixty dollars each. Oh, easily. And I'm just like, woo. I mean, the cards in general are probably worth around that anyway. You know what I mean? Like, like I was on CoolStuffInc.com. Uh, you guys can can check them out. And like the um, the Council's Judgment, for example, is fifty bucks for the um, the the showcase frame, or Batter Skull is sixty. You know, but like. They look amazing, and they're probably not going to be opened super frequently. Yeah, these are going to be hard to come across. Um, these are going to be ones that you're going to go, oh, my Lord, I, I love casting Cyclonic Rift and overloading it in EDH, but I really need to do it with this super sweet art. And also, apparently, there are foil showcase frames, because that's pretty wild. I haven't seen that, question mark. I haven't either, but apparently Karn is available in the showcase frame for foil as well on cool stuff. So, um, that's pretty ridiculous. Wow. I didn't, I didn't realize that that's, that's a step above. I usually don't like playing with foils because they do warp and like, you know, and you're shuffling, it's kind of awkward sometimes, but you know, that's, I, I like that it exists. I like that it's, it's out there for somebody if they want it, you know, if there is a foil version of every, of the alternate arts of all the alternate arts that is right. going to kind of, kind of be interesting. Cause I'm going to feel like I, if I was purchasing them or, or you, I would assume I would have to go, am I going to commit to just getting only the foil ones or all the non and be okay with it? I'm a, well, I'm I'm a hundred percent okay with the nons. Cause I don't like playing with foil cards. Right. So like I, I want everything. I want all the promo cards that are not foil cards and I'll use those. Yeah. Once they get foil, I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Okay. And it's, again, it's just because of the physical limitations of the card. Like it warps or they bend or like it, you know, like whenever you, whenever you have one foil in your deck, like if you have like foil cryptic commands in your deck and you cut to it, you're always cutting to like one of the foils and it's super awkward. Yeah. 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 These are sweet. Yeah. And like this mana crypt is like 200 bucks, but like mana crypt itself is already like a hundred and something, 125 or something ridiculous. So like, you know. I feel, these just look sweet. I feel like it gets reprinted like once a year now. Like I, I can't believe it's that expensive. <laughs> I think there's like three. I think there's three printings of Mana Crypt. Yeah, well, two of them had to be in the last two years. One was, um, one was the original, obviously. Sure. Um, actually, one was in Double Masters. One was in Eternal Masters. One was in Kaladesh Inventions, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then there's actually one in um, the Mystery Boosters as well. Okay. I don't know. I was just saying, I feel like they've been reprinting that card. Like, that's been the staple it does, chase card. But it's still like 130 bucks, which is super funny. Yeah. Do you want to talk about some of the sweet cards uh, that you've seen that they've they've spoiled here? And I'll, and I'll tell you about some of the ones that I think are pretty cool that they're reprinting. Like Double Masters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Uh, you okay. start. So, uh, when I do get to catch you cubing there's one thing that i always cheer for and it is not picking savannah uh it is it is bob so i think it's really sweet that they're reprinting bob i, I always love watching reprints of bob really you big dark confidant fan i didn't know that it's actually kind of funny i'm i'm a huge dark confidant fan but i never play the card <laughs> i think it's like you know you're like i you know i like that card a lot but ooh, not for me a little bit too a little bit too dangerous it, that's exactly what it like every time every time i play modern and i'm playing against a bob it only flips lands but when i'm playing bob it flips emeralds i'm like oh five drop well, that's <laughs> cool I, I didn't put I'm that in my deck time i didn't put that in my deck <laughs> yeah bob. i like i mean this this set looks great yeah 
What else you got? You got Dark Confidant? What else you got? Force of Will, right? That's a, that's a gimme. Dude, the new art on the Force of Will looks insane. Like, the showcase frame looks gorgeous. Yeah, no, I have seen that one. I was going to say, what do you mean the new art? It's the same as the Masters art. But yes, the showcase oh, one no. looks... Oh, they're sick. They all look really good. Like, all the showcase frames, like, it's a card that I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to care about that. But then, like, once I see them, I'm like, oh, this looks really freaking good. Yeah, there's a Jim Gaffigan joke about that when he's talking about seeing pie in the uh, in the bakeries, but it's on, like, the rotating plate. And they're like, why do they have it on a rotating plate? And he's like, I don't want pie, but when I see it at that angle. <laughs> you know, it's true. I'm like, I don't need another Jace, but Ooh. maybe I do. <laughs> maybe I need four. What if I just get it anyway? Yeah. Here's another super sweet one that I love. Pet card of mine. You'll, you would never guess it. Even if I told you what it started with and with the color, you would never guess it. <laughs> I bet I would. Tell me, tell me, Ron. No, I'm not. Cause the letter's too easy to give it away. <laughs> you just said I wouldn't guess it. All right. It's red and it starts with a G. Oh, a goblin gun. No, it's Godo. Oh, I would have never guessed that. You're right. Yeah. Godo bandit warlord. Godo's so sweet, dude. You like a Godo? I love Godo, man. Would you say he's your go do Yeah, fuck, that didn't work. He is my go-to. Go-do. Nice. He's my go-do warlord. I'm proud of you. That's solid. What do you think of this new Blood Moon showcase art? Ooh. It's chef's kiss. Oh, it's chef's kiss, all right. These showcase cards are so insane. I hope the price comes down a little bit, because, like... It's not going to, though. They all look so good. This, this Stoneforge Mystic, dude, looks insane. That's not going to go down. <laughs> like, I'm just looking at it right now. It's frigging gorgeous. Yeah. I think if you were to look at... Um, I definitely think all the prices in general will go down a certain percentage. Uh, but the one thing I will say is I think if you look at the invention for an Ornithopter, which, yes, it's technically a played card, but not really that much, I think it's still like 35 or $40. And that's yeah. just for an Ornithopter. Can you imagine paying $45 for an O2 for zero, for nothing? You know, that's crazy. Um, I like this Thoughtseize alternate art as well. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, Thoughtseize is another good one. There's a lot. I, I like the Hierarch. The Hierarch looks sweet. Noble Hierarch looks sweet. What do you think about Karn, Rob? Well, you know how much I love me some Karn. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't seen a single one of these arts that are bad, dude. Even the Karn? You like the Karn art? How, what do you, how could you not like? He's blue. He's, <laughs> he's perfectly proportionate. I feel like you're being sarcastic right I'm now. I'm being extremely sarcastic. That is one of oh. the worst that is one of the worst card arts I've ever seen. <laughs> it's funny because Mark Teton is great. Like I think Mark <laughs> Teton is one of the the friggin' the goats when it comes to magic art, you know, like Yeah. But this one it's just the carnage is so funny looking to me. Like <laughs> Like what are you doing? What are you doing here, Karn? I know you, you cussed earlier. Can I cuss? Am I allowed to say the F word? Did I cuss? What did I say? Yeah, you said, uh, I don't know. You said you said something. You caught me off guard, man. I just need to know. Can I, can I say the F word? Okay. All right. I'm going to work just for this one time because when I look at this card, it makes me laugh because he's got his arms out and he's got his little tiny head, his little neck. And he's like, he's, he's like, ah, what the fuck? He just looks like he's just sitting there saying, what the F? Like, what, what the F is it? Even <laughs> he's, he's got questioning. his arms and his little tiny neck. It's just, even he's oh, questioning man. his own art. Like he looks like he's like, really? What the? F <laughs> the funny thing is, I think he looks good with the, 
with the with the Tron lands. Like when you put them together, I think it actually looks pretty good. That is awesome. It, it, it has a very like Wizard of Oz feel to it. <laughs> it is pretty sweet. But, I... but when I look at him without the without the like when I just look at the new art, I'm just like he does not look liberated at all. He looks terrified. He looks like um he definitely does not look like a uh a, a very terrifying planeswalker that you'd have to be scared of if he wasn't standing on his grounds that added seven mana. I wish he didn't look scared himself. I think that's where I'm where I'm at. Where he's like, oh, I'm he looks like he's going to fall down whatever pathway he's walking. And he's like, he looks like he's running from something. But then you look at the original art and he looks, he looks scary. Massive. I'm like, this Karn is mad. He's, he's just been liberated. He's free. And then you look at this other car and he's like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> like <laughs> he's just like he's up there with Squee. In term in terms of uh in terms of intimidation factor, the art on that one's up there with Squee. And I don't mean the original Squee art, because that one's really cool. But like new Squeeze, that he's right up there with Squee. Like it's just weird because like the, the feeling I get from these two arts is completely different. Yeah, that's for sure. Maybe they're trying to make uh, maybe they're trying to make uh, a Tron more are less offensive. Oh, maybe that's it. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, I would, I would argue that I'm almost more offended by it now, but <laughs> because if you play that guy on turn three and that's who you're wrecking me with, I feel like, well, this is worse. I should just not play magic. <laughs> now you're just insulting me. He's <laughs> like, what, what are you going to do now? Huh? What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, look how big a scary Karn is. I'll oh, exile your, exile your land. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, Karn is running away from your land. Oh, he's so afraid of it. Dude, that Karn, man, that was that, and that was like one of the first cards they showed from the whole thing. And it's like, that was a that the the floor was pretty low at that point. <laughs> I really like these these John Avon lands in the set that look like unhinged lands but have different borders. I have not seen those. What? I have not. Are you seen on those. Mythic Spoiler, bro? I am on Mythic Spoiler. Right now. Scroll all the way to the bottom. July 17th. If you're on the newest spoilers page. Oh, I see them. Yep, I see them. Yeah, they're basically the unhinged lands, but they the borders are different. Yeah, those those look sick. I like those a lot. I might replace these with my cube lands. So I'm not going to lie to you. I actually liked... Um, <clears throat> I think these were uh, the ones under it. Those were the um, whatchamacallit ones, and I like those a lot too. The ones under it? Was yeah. That the under, under the, the John Avon ones... The these are the Zendikar full arts. Even these look looking? sick. Uh, so I went to. Oh, you're not okay. So I'm sorted by uh, by newest spoilers. You're probably just looking at the page, right? Oh yeah, I'm just looking at the double master okay, section. I'll just go to that. Yeah, and it's at the very yeah, very I'm bottom. Here. Yeah. So there's apparently two lands in the set. There's uh there's the John Avon lands. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the showcases. I see what you're saying. Yeah. These are just like Zendikar lands, but with sweeter borders, like sweeter. Yeah borderlessnesses yeah i wouldn't be mad to get either of these in my pack i, I mean i definitely think the older ones look sicker but but I, but i wouldn't be upset to get the the newer ones you know what i'm waiting for aren't there like two or three swords that have not been printed there's not a red green sword there's not a blue black sword and what else i don't know that's beyond me i i i i honestly couldn't have named all the all the uh, all the swords so well, you got Light and Shadow, Fire and Ice, Feast and Famine, War and Peace, Body and Mind. Those are the five that are in this set, right? Those are the OG five. 
or like the first five that were ever printed right yeah and then recently we had sword of steel and sinew and the the blue white one those were in modern horizons right oh okay so yeah there's those two new ones so we're missing three. We don't have a blue-black one, we don't have a red-green one, and we don't have a green-white one. Those are the three swords that don't exist. Interesting. Which is interesting. I'd like to see those. And as you can see, like, the original five, the first five that were printed, three were in the original, like, Mirrodin block, and then the second two were in the the second Mirrodin block. And those were all enemy-colored swords. So, I would like to personally see... The three more allied colored swords. Are you on the uh, Are you on the art page still? Yeah. Check out that art on on Fire and Ice with the the Frozen Knight. Yep, I love Fire and Ice. I also like the the Body and Mind one. Yeah, yeah, they look pretty good. I mean, they all look good. I, it's like I I would just name all three. Even Sword of War and Peace, which is like a terrible sword, looks amazing going through like this column, this pillar. Yeah. And if you guys are not following along with us at home, you should definitely be looking at the art pages. So. Yep, mythic spoiler is what we're on, and uh, we're sorted by double masters at the bottom. So. I also did you see this toxic deluge uh, alternate art? This that that was the last one that I actually saw on Twitter. So yes, and that card looks that looks awesome. Yeah, I don't. This set looks, this set looks ridiculous, and like I don't understand like how I'm supposed to be able to afford it they always they are that's the problem right they always do it's like oh my god these cards are like i would never play goblin guide i would never i probably would never find a reason to play sneak attack but i want the card you know what i'm saying like and then that's what i love about that's what i love about having a cube that i can just buy with this one goblin guide and put it in my cube yeah that's that's pretty sweet i mean it sounds expensive but that's pretty sweet oh it's not cheap thankfully i got a bunch of cool stuff credit to, to use Oh yeah, where does that come from? Oh, from them sweet cool articles. Cool Yeah, we should have them. We should have them sponsor our stream, our that, podcast. That'd be pretty sweet. But I'd probably have to learn to call it a podcast, not a stream, because that'd be weird. Oh yeah, I feel you, like I should at punted. least know what this is. Yeah, you punted before we before we pitch it. Okay, maybe next week. Uh, I mean, there's always next week. I can just try again. I'll get it. All right. So for the viewer, I just said for the viewers. <laughs> Oh, well, boy. Rob, we're not streaming here, buddy. Let's just hang it up now. Um, so for the listeners, you, you're you picking one uh, of the VIP edition arts. Which one's the best one? It's Karn, right? <laughs> okay, it's not. <laughs> I actually really like the Blightsteel Colossus art. Let me check it out. Hold on. I think it's actually really sweet. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with my pick. And I'm gonna say it's brainstorm. Really, I don't think I like that brainstorm art, but I, I can appreciate. No, it's pretty good. I don't know if it's the best, but I do like it a lot. It looks really cool. It looks really cool. Yeah. Also, Stoneforge Mystic is great. I think it's is Jace the only sh- showcase art that as does the, just the, the same. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that that's actually kind of interesting. Like every other showcase art art is different except for Jace. And Karn, right? They didn't change. No, no, no. Karn changed. I don't know. Karn looks pretty similar. Yeah, he looks pretty. Oh no, that is different art for Karn. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm, you're right. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It looks so close. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just as intimidating as as ever. How come Atraxa has a showcase version, but not Brea? I feel like Brea would have been a good. Are these all the showcase versions? Has all the showcase been spoiled? Or no, I thought I, there be more. I I think there's more because I I could have sworn that they said Brea was going to be one of them. Brea's on. Oh no, 
She's probably just in the pack is what it is. Maybe this is everything. Well, wait, was the full set revealed today? It looks like the full set was revealed today. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the full set came out. I thought it, it came comes out, out yesterday. On the, 7th. the set comes out next Friday. So it would make sense if the full set was revealed today. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I can I can see that. I can understand why they would only do Atraxa and not Brea, because while Brea is played, Atraxa is just much more oppressive in EDH. It's called it's called Commander. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it's okay. It's a new format, so you know. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been a lot of time, so Yeah. Um Yeah, it's so that's the thing with both set boosters and with double masters for me, like I want both of these things. I don't need either one. I really don't. <laughs> like I'll I could just buy singles, so I don't need set boosters, and I you know, I don't need anything from double masters because I have most of these cards already. Yeah. But like I still want them. This doesn't change anything about uh, card, card le- oh, obviously not, because Mana Crypt's in it. So I was going to say card legality. Maybe they're just all legacy playable. That's what it is. For what? All the cards that are in the in the Double Master set. Well, I mean, like, I think they're legal in their sets, right? Like, so Toxic Deluge is legacy, but, like, I mean, obviously Scarab God is modern and pioneer, you know, so. Yeah, okay, so they're j- it's just basically just reprint then. Yeah, nothing in the set is changing the legality of any of the cards in it. They're just right. reprinting these cards. Okay. I mean, I also look forward to drafting with it because it, it's definitely every modern, every master master set is good for drafting, and this one does not look any different. I mean, it's just cube, especially it's, it's cube, if there's right? two rares in pack. Right. Yeah. It just feels yeah. like it. Yeah. It has a very cube like feel because the power level is so high. You know what's interesting, and you just said something that that made me think. I wonder if part of the reason that they went with the whole double thing aside from the whole printing money is that you can play these games of of masters where somebody gets a rare and it just it it's a tank and it just wins them drafts right but at least now it, double masters gives you the chance to pull something multiple to, rares yeah right? you're like because you if you open a jace and a sneak attack someone's getting a sneak attack right like yeah you know i mean you're passing the sneak attack and keeping the jace but like it doesn't matter how quickly you lose if you're getting like everybody's opening two yeah at at least you're getting three rares right and then yeah. you're actually getting six rares right because someone's always gonna have to pass you at least one rare so you know that's at least that's the, that's the bare minimum of rares you will have access to in every draft whether you take them or not uh right because you have the first pull of every pack and then the second pull is always at least one rare as well yeah that makes right sense. because someone can't take two yeah Plus, like, there's always going to be, like, a foil slot, I imagine. Like, every master set has a foil, so this is always going to have a foil card in there. Probably two, right? So, I mean, the value for the set seems extremely high. I don't even know. How much are these packs? Do you know how much double masters packs are? They No. They got to be at least, like, at least a minimum $10, but probably more, right? I mean, I don't know. Double masters will be available on Magic Online starting August 6th for $7 a booster. Which is actually not bad because that's the same cost as like modern masters packs. So, there's I mean, a, I'll draft this for six dollars a pack. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cards. Like I think Moto is running through a problem right now with um, so many people on Arena and the amount of cards getting opened and not getting opened. There are a lot of super expensive cards on Moto. So the fact that really? this is oh yeah 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 <laughs> like. I know, like, Uro's ridiculously high. Uh, Force of Negation, I think, is, like, a $90 card. Like, 90 ticks. Like, something stupid. 
There, there's a good number of cards right now. Like you what can't. Is? What card? Uh, I think for is it Force Negation? Oh, for modern, um, for modern horizons. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like there, there are certain cards right now that are just hard to find. Like Muxus, the new Goblin. Like you can't find him. The price is ridiculous. But what my point was. What's a Goblin? A Goblin. <laughs> That's actually Muxus, uh, uh, the new Goblin. I was I, like, what? if I had to describe a Goblin, it would probably be uh, what Karn looks like in the new art. Yeah, Force of Negation is currently 79 tickets. Renin 6 is 80 tickets. Seasoned Pyromancer is 40 tickets. That's wild, dude. That is extremely wild. Yeah. Can you I imagine mean, even Scalding Tarn is only like 16? Can you imagine paying that? Like for one, you know you're running more than one Seasoned Pyromancer in your deck, right? Oh yeah, you're running like 3 or 4 usually. 3 is 3 is probably the the the, the minimum you're going to be content with, you know. Yeah, this is a uh... It's interesting. But I mean, like, if you guys want to borrow Magic Online cards, go to manatraders.com, use the promo code RATTRAIN, and the link you can find in my Twitch profile for 20% off the first three months. I had uh, I had Mana Traders for over a year. The company was fantastic. I've heard nothing but, like, from people who use it and subscribe to it through my, like, stream or whatever, like, I've heard nothing but good things from them. And I, also, I use them myself for borrowing Magic Online cards, so... Yeah, yeah the, I mean, I've I've heard nothing but good things. The only complaint that some people have, and I don't even really think it's a complaint thing. It was just it was how it was at the time when it first started. People would say that you had to wait for new cards for new sets, but it, it's not like that anymore. Like with it, literally yeah, within I don't a day, think that's an issue anymore. Yeah, no, within a day they have like everything, and it's they're 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 great, great company. I wish there was a. Is there a way to look for like the most expensive cards on Magic Online? Like, I really don't know if there's, yes. like, a database where I can, like, sort by most expensive card. Yes. Um, you can go to, um, oh, well, I guess I guess I don't know how you would sort all cards. That's the thing. Like, I want the most expensive card of Magic Online to, like, you know, in, in descending order. Because <clears throat> I don't know what my collection's worth. I don't know, like, what my most expensive Magic Online card is, you know? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if we can figure this out really quickly. It's definitely uh if you guys know, let us know. Let us know where, where we can do this and uh, Yes, on, on MTG Goldfish you can. So it's really? under the yep, it's under the staples. Uh so right now the most expensive card in um modern. Oh no, that's not an online price. I need online prices. See, you lied. Dang it. Well, either way. We're going to wrap it up here at 50 minutes. Let us know what you guys think about uh, about set boosters. Let us know what you think about double masters. Personally, I feel good about both these products. I mean, I know there's like this feeling of like being overwhelmed by all these releases from Wizards, but like you don't have to get you don't have to buy them. Mm-hmm. And while while people do love throwing around the term cash grab, when companies whose products I enjoy make more products to try and make more money, like that doesn't bother me because they're businesses. Yeah. And I'm again I'm not forced to buy these things, right? Like so like if they were like, "Hey, you have to have this to play the new format." Like, okay, cool. Then that's a sh- that's just kind of a shitty thing to do cuz like now you're forcing your 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 customers, your consumers to have to buy a new thing that wasn't required just to play your game. But that's not what they do, right? Like set boosters are just in addition to regular boosters. They're not taking anything away from you. And double masters are just reprints that will likely make some prices go down. So, I mean, if you like them, get them. If you don't, you don't have to. I think they're both pretty sweet, and uh, hopefully you guys will agree. 
Yeah, I think it's, again, it, it comes down to, do I have to have this to play? And th- that, that you don't. I mean, if anything, they're giving you more availability. So. No. Correct. Yep, I'm with you. Thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you think uh, on social media. You can tweet it by both of us, at IllusionsDonateGG, right? Yep, or at MTGJank. MTGJank is Rob's other Twitter handle. And you can find me at Frank Laporte. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya.